What's up, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, StarStock. One of the great things about StarStock is the fees that they have. They only have a 5% commission fee, and they have no fee when withdrawing. This is a big deal when it comes to sports cards and other marketplaces like eBay, where they charge you a fee here and a fee there, and the next thing you know, all your profits are gone. You just send in your cards, and they do all the work, taking the pictures and loading the listings onto their site. They have been adding some huge LeBron and Trout rookie cards recently, and they also just started adding graded cards as well. The thing that I really like about the site also is how easy it is to use. It's easy to use on mobile, and in this day and age, that is a huge plus. Make sure you go follow at Starstock Market on Instagram and Twitter to get their daily updates on cards they're adding. And if you want to get started as a seller, just go to Starstock.com and register yourself for an account. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Prism, uh, the brand in general. So like a few weeks ago, probably at the end of June, I put out a podcast talking about the new Panini blockchain Prism cards. So at least from what I saw, it looks like what they were doing was there's 100 players. Each player has three different one-of-ones. I like the idea. I mean, I know people probably will look at it and say they don't like it because there's, you know, there's a weird thing that's been going on in the hobby recently. It's Well, not even really just recently, but in general. It feels like sometimes people in the hobby enjoy finding things they don't like more than enjoying the things that they like. Like, it... And I know I just said like a bunch of times, but I see, I go on Twitter and I see people complaining like almost every day about whatever, like people complaining about anything. Like there's just every single day, there's a new thing that people are complaining about. And I I guess, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe I'm doing what I'm saying people are doing by complaining about it, but it just seems like weird to me that like we have the internet and we have social media, these amazingly powerful tools, and basically all we do is complain on it. Like, we just complain about stuff. And the worst part is, like, I, I mean, I think the worst part, at least my opinion, uh, is that, like, the stuff that people complain about is what ends up going and getting a lot of likes and becomes, like, somehow, somehow people complaining is what I'll see on my timeline because... Someone that I someone that I follow liked it. I also I like and I dislike that feature of Twitter because it helps my tweets when people like my tweets, but then it doesn't help me when or I don't like it when there's stuff that I, there, I there's things I purposely don't follow. If I don't follow something, it's because I most of the time it's because I don't want to follow that thing or the person or the entity or the concept or the idea. And if someone likes it and comes on my timeline, it's like I didn't want to see this. Like, I, if I wanted to see something like this, I would have followed it. So, whatever. Either way. So, this, the Prism cards. I like the Prism cards. So, the first Zion Prism, uh, the one of one, another Logo Man, they added the one of one gold Prism Logo Man autograph, too, which is pretty sweet. It's it sold for just under, or er, just over $42,000. So, the Zion cards started at two fifty. dollars and the other one started at a hundred, so I'm. I do wonder if 
since this one didn't sell above a hundred if they just if they just put it at a hundred like the rest of, like the rest of the cards because this one of one has the logo man in it so I would I would figure this one will probably be the most expensive out of all the three Zions just because the other two are just one I think one's like a Nike patch and then one's like a Pelicans patch or something like that so I would imagine that this one is going to sell for the most out of the three because it's the logo man right so this kind of gets me down the road and I talked about this I think on yesterday's podcast where I talked about the prism brand in general and some things that I think they can do to strengthen this brand. Um, and it also kind of gets gets to a point like I think there's an interesting comparison between that and what Topps is doing with like their Chrome Allen and Ginter and Chrome Stadium Club. They're they're not really putting out a new product. They're just they're repackaging a product that's popular. So I feel like if you know if there are similar minds in the hobby and similar minds in the the marketing and production side of the uh, hobby world, that looking at what Tops is doing sort of in reverse of what this concept is, where Prism, if they were to come out with a paper version of Prism, I talked about this yesterday, with like how they have Donruss and Optic, where the Donruss is basically the paper, or, well, so it's Donruss Optic, whatever, but it's, uh, or, or I mean, maybe it's maybe they come out with a different name similar to like Optic and Optic and Donruss, where it's like Prism is the Donruss, and then they come out with like some sort of like uh, I don't know what they would call it, but like uh, Prism something, where instead of it being like Donruss Optic, it's Prism something. So like it has the brand, but it could be a standalone product, and it doesn't necessarily it would have the prism branding but it doesn't necessarily have to be called like prism paper or something like that and it's the same where like you look at bowman and i think that's a very popular that's probably the most popular product within the baseball baseball cards so like why couldn't and i wouldn't necessarily want them to combine prism and then this new prism product because I, I don't know. Actually, maybe that would be one way to do it. Is to... No, because then they would have to... Ch- they would kind of have to change what is already there. So, I think... in my So, in my opinion, looking at Prism now, it's become, like, a much harder brand to buy for new collectors because of the pricing of it. Because somebody coming in... In my opinion, Prism is the go-to brand, but someone coming in is going to look at like a uh, if they want to buy like a Tatum or like a Luca or a Zion, they're like and they want a PSA 10 or even on a PSA 10 if they just want like a raw card, they're spending like almost $100 for any of those players for one of their raw cards where like sure the paper Prism product that I'm talking about this new concept obviously is not going to hold as much value as the regular Prism, but I think it would it would give collectors another option where they can still collect Prism, but they don't have to spend $100 on the card. They could spend, like, granted, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the pricing would be. Like, if I had to guess, it would, like, if, if the Lucas are 150 right now, a paper Luca would probably be, like, maybe 50 I would say. But so for other players, I don't know. You know, I think it... 
or I would be I would think it would be cool. No, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want that if they if they combined all like if they made like a no. This would be a cool product if they did this. If they did like a one time Prism like like uh top players of Prism or something like that where they took like three or four of each of the top players and they put that into one set like if 2022 if they did like that actually would be perfect if they did like a 10 years of prism and they took the top players granted they would have to figure out they would put another logo on there and they would have to make sure that these cards they couldn't be mistaken for the real prism card but i think that would be kind of cool in a couple years like as a 10 year anniversary product but this prism paper product would it would help newer collectors be able to collect prism without having to spend as much money as as it costs and i i do wonder if it would be a concept that would would it water down the prism market any more than it already has and i guess i mean i would say no because realistically i think this year and last year are two they continue to increase the print runs on prism but the pricing has not necessarily gone down uh it's basically just it keeps going up so i don't think the fact that there would be another prism product or there'd be another idea along these lines i don't think it would it would, it would affect the pricing of prism and i think if it if it did that would then make I, I still think a percentage-wise, and I think about this when I'm thinking, when I'm doing research and kind of all that stuff, is percentage-wise, I do still think that the cards themselves will go up, maybe not at the total price. Like, uh, like I don't maybe I don't think, like, if they, let's say next year, they come out with, like, a, a LaMelo Ball Prism and then a Prism Paper product, and let's say long-term LaMelo Ball goes on and he becomes like a top whatever player. I would say if they came out with these two products, you I would still think that the LaMelo Ball, both products would go up. I think if a player is good, their products are most likely going to go up in price. And it may not go from, if they only came out with one prism, it may not go from, um, let's say, it may not go from $300 to uh, $3,000 but i think it would it would still go from like 3300 to maybe 1000 which like at the point where you are spending $1000 on a card like a prism prism rookie card like i'm i do also wonder if if once you get to that level of spending that money if there's a better card you could buy than prism like at that point is it worth if you're spending $1,000 on the card, is it maybe worth just spending $1,500 and then maybe there's a, a card that's uh, proportionally more, uh, proportionally better and you're not as spending as much? Like, because one thing that I continue to think, and even though it, it's been clear and it has shown throughout this year that the the number of cards don't it's not going to necessarily matter for the price of the card like i think a lower population card will outperform a higher population card but the higher population card will not be affected by it having a high population if that makes sense so i do wonder 
And I keep wondering that. I keep wondering if, like, if at one point there is going to be a ceiling on, like, a card, like a Luka card, because of how many there are. Like, because of how many PSA 10s there are, is there, is there a, is there maybe a lower ceiling than if you were to find a a little bit more expensive card? Like, for Luka now, it's, I think they're in the 800 range. Like, if you... If you're going to spend $800 on that Luka card, is there a is there a card that you could then spend $1,200 on, and that card is actually going to be much more valuable in the future than the Prism card? So, I, I mean, I guess maybe that's something that I, sh- I could do a little bit of research on, and it's kind of a concept that I, I, I just thought of as I was kind of recording, so I'm not, to answer that question, I'm not sure because I just thought of that, but I do think if it, my gut is telling me that there is probably a product, and I guess it would be because Prism, in my opinion, is like the top base product for rookie cards. But I wonder if, like, if you're spending that money on like an RPA, like even a lower level RPA, are there are there lower level Luca RPAs that are in the twelve hundred dollar range? Where, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of the that's sort of the thing that I maybe I need to do a little bit more research on. Like and at what point does a play at what point does one of these players do do should you just start in looking into that rather than looking into their prism rookie card or is it always like for base cards it's always going to be prism but I'm just wondering like if you want to take that step up and you want to buy an RPA over a, a prism rookie card or just any base rookie card at what point does it become more valuable. And I know they're like the silvers and like numbered cards, like those are examples of you're going to be spending a little bit more and maybe you're getting more of a rare card. And it honestly even could just be that concept. It could just be buying like a like a silver or a numbered card and that's what you should be going with eventually when it gets to a point like because I don't know. I mean, if you're, but the only problem then that gets into the conversation. Like, is a silver better than like a red prism that's numbered? And I think the red prism is going to be better if you're buying it for the same price. The red prism is definitely going to be better. So, I mean, these are. I guess I, I now that I've kind of talked these concepts out a little bit, I think I do. I do want to do a little bit more research and look into these. Look into these types of things because I think it's. I'm just wondering at what point does Prism become way too high end for a base for a base product? That's the one thing. It's like it's a it's just a it's not National Treasures. It's not impeccable or flawless. It's not like a product that really has like I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure the kind of the point that I was getting out there, but it's not it's it, it shouldn't be a high end product because it's just a base product. But because of the prices, it's become higher end. That's kind of what I've been thinking about for the past few months or so, uh, as as these prism cards have gone up. That's all I've got for today's episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Starstock. Go follow them at Starstock Market on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, all the places where you can find content, essentially. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal as well. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.